0: So, we are holding 91b1. We're going to start the new Mishnah. So, the Mishnah says like this: A moitzi ochalin unesanan al askupa. He one takes food stuffs, and on the way out of his house, he places them on the threshold that is between the house and the public domain. If you remember, we had this similar situation in the first chapter. So you say you have your house, and walking out of your house, you have some stairs, and you have the public domain. So we're going to see, now the Gemara is going to clarify, the allergic status of those stairs. We spoke about it in the first chapter. So a person took out uh, something full, and he put it on the, that threshold, those stairs. So says the Mishnah, whether he himself again after they were already landing in that um, threshold, then from the threshold takes him out into the public domain, or whether somebody else does it. Somebody else takes them out from there. Either of them are exempt. Why? Because they didn't do the labor at once. If for for to be liable, you need to do the akara and the anacha from one domain to another domain that is liable from the Torah. But since this threshold is not a liable place according to the Torah. You did it in two steps so uh, gonna be exempt a second case kupa shim lea perus. you have a basket that is with, filled with produce with fruits Unesana kupa and in a similar way he places that in the outer threshold meaning to say the outmost step leading from his property into the public domain now, Avalpi Chero Peros Mevachutz. even though most of the produce is in the basket already in the public domain, he's going to be exempt. Because uh, some of it is still in this domain, the threshold that we said is an exempt threshold. Okay? Now, it's important to keep in mind, Max and whoever is going to listen to the recording, that there's a difference the way the mishnah is going to phrase this part and the following part shmuel welcome we're at the end of the Mishnah in page 91 b2 so good morning. good morning good morning so we are in page 91 b2 at the very end of the mishnah so please take note we're going to need now for the Shem that the mishnah changes a little bit the way the Mishnah speaks so let let me start again from the from from the top of the page also for Schmuel to get it and uh, for all of us to notice this difference again we're speaking about the second law at the very top of 91 B2 so if somebody took out a basket filled with produce with fruit from the private domain which is his house and then he places it on the author' threshold, which is the last step coming into the public domain. So even though most of the produce, so please either underline or keep on mind that at this point, the is speaking, that even if most of the fruit of the basket is outside in the public domain, he's going to be exempt. Why? because some of the fruit is still in the private domain. But notice that in this line, <clears throat> the Mishnah is referring to the fruit. Now, says the Mishnah, H.T.S. kol a kupah. He will only be liable unless he takes out the entire basket on the public domain at once. So the Gemara changes that first the the, the the Mishnah changes. At first, the Mishnah spoke about the fruit, and now it speaks about the basket. And the fruit and the basket is not one and the same. This is an important point to keep in mind. That initially the Mishnah said that even though most of the fruit is already outside, he's exempt because some of the fruit is inside. And then he changes, speaks about the basket. He will only be liable until the entire basket is outside. Okay, keep that in mind, please. Let's start the More. Um, so we have three things in this Mishnah in terms of domains. We have the house, even though we say in Spanish, mi casa es su casa, my house is your house. But according to Allah, it's private domain then we have the public domain and we have this connecting which is the threshold so the Gemara wants to find out uh, this threshold which domain are we considering it to be and again we spoke about it a lot in the first chapter says the Gemara if you say is if you want to tell me that this threshold is connected to the public domain, so then why the Mishnah says it's going to be patur? Why if a person took out something from the private house and placed it into the skupa, into the threshold, why should be exempt? He would be guilty of transferring from the house to a public domain, in case you tell me that this threshold is part of the public domain. Obviously, that cannot be the case of the Mishnah, rather, Eli is Kupa, reshus Yahid. We must be talking about this threshold, <clears throat> that it was part, still part of the private domain. Now, how can a threshold be part of a private domain, if he is tall? Uh, ten tfahim about a meter, and has an area four by four tfahim. Then also we will have a problem, because the Mishnah says that Ben no matter Yotan, no, no matter whether he himself returns and takes again that food, that food from there back into the house. And so into the public domain, sorry about that. There was the second stage. Or somebody else takes that out, he's gonna be public. he's gonna be exempt. Now, why should be he exempt? In this case, we'll be taking out from private to public. Why should be exempt? So after we <coughs> We said neither of these two options can be. We must be dealing with Iskupa Carmelis. Remember a Carmelis? This threshold, it has to be a Carmelis. What makes this threshold to be a Carmelis? It has to be some steps higher than 3 Fahim, higher than 30 centimeters. Because anything lower than 30 centimeters is considered part of the domain. So, if these steps go out to the public domain, what is lower than 30 centimeters, lower than 3 fahim is already part of the public domain, has to be higher than 3 fahim up to 10 Tfahim, up to 1 meter. So, that is a domain that according to the Torah, is neither private, neither public. Okay? Now, look in the footnotes, they remind us in the first chapter, if it's exactly nine tfahim, 90 centimeters, also could be considered public domain, because people use that. So it has to be not exactly nine tfahim from 3 to 10, but not exactly 9 Tefahim. That is the type of threshold we are dealing with over here. The malan, and what the mission is teaching us, Tama de Nahbe Carmelis. The reason why a person is exempt is because he placed the object in this Carmelis, and then from there, he did a second action of taking out to the public domain. But, in the case of the Lornach he, w- he if he wouldn't would have not placed it in the Carmelis, he merely would have just walked straight from his house via these stairs, via this threshold, straight to the public domain, would be Mechayev. He would be liable. And this we saw in the first chapter again. And this opinion... Is that he says that somebody that transfers from private to public even though he's going through a carmelis, as long as he doesn't stop, he's gonna liable. This opinion is not according to the opinion of Ben Azai. Manis in the loke Ben Azai. Or Mishnah doesn't follow the opinion of Ben azai the Sanya, we have a brisa that says Amoti Mechanus Le Platya Derechab. We say in the first chapter, if somebody transfers an object from a store, which is a private domain, to a public plaza, which is a public domain, even though he's walking through an intervening bench area, that is the pla- the, the the expression of the price I call satav. Even if he takes it, so so remember. We spoke about it in the first chapter. In those days they have stores, and in front of them they have like benches to show their produce or their merchandise, better to say. So that those things are caramelis. So if because most people don't walk through them or, or, or on them. So according to Ben if somebody took something from the store which is a private, then went through those. Satyas, through those, uh, the English, they call it bench area, which are Carmelis. And then, without stopping, goes into the public domain. So, according to him, um, so so according to the Jochomim, which is our Mishnah, it's going to be Hayab, it's going to be liable. This is the sages of the Mishnah. But Benazai Potter, but Benazai, he's he's going to be exempt. Only if you take, according to Benazai, only if you take it directly from private to public, you're going to be liable. But even if you just kept on walking from private to karmelis to public, according to Benazai, you're going to be exempt. According to the rabbis and according to our Mishnah, which is the rabbis, you're going to be liable as long as you don't stop. But our Mishnah says, but well, if you do stop, if you take something from private and you put it down, in a carmelis and then you take it from the carmelis and you take it to the public that stop in between gives you an exemption now let's go back to the second part of the Mishnah the Mishnah spoke about a kupa huley, a basket filled with produce from the house and he places it in the last step of the threshold so listen what uh, Two opinions explaining the Mishnah. Omar Hizka, Hizka said, deluin. When the Mishnah said that if somebody placed that basket in the last step of the threshold, he's going to still be exempt as long as some of it is still connected to the house. And we're talking, a very important point, let me tell you, that that last step of the threshold was within three tfachim of the public domain and that's why that's, that last threshold is still considered part is considered part of the public domain so most of the basket was in the public domain but says the mishnah if some of the fruits are still in the inner part of the threshold or in the private domain he's going to still be exempt so says he that wasn't taught, only if what it was inside of the basket was cucumbers or gourds. That each unit is very long, and therefore some of those vegetables were still in the Carmelis, or were still in the private. But if this basket, Abel If the basket was full with mustard seeds, then he's going to be liable. Why? Because even if some of the basket is still in the private or in the Carmelis, but because some of the seeds are completely already resting outside in the public domain, so we see, we're going to say, even though he didn't didn't do a complete Otsa, A complete act of taking out the basket, but because some of the seeds are already completely out, already in the public domain, even though in the inside of the basket, but since there are already some of those seeds completely outside in the public domain, he's liable for taking out those seeds of mustard. you get it? Okay. And the gemora. it ends us by teaching us Alma kesabar eged Klilosh me eged so Hizkia holds that a bond of a vessel is not recognized as a true bond meaning to say that even though the mustard seeds are inside of the basket and the basket is still some of it inside of the house we don't say that that binds the mustard together with the vessel to still be attached to the house. Rather, we say that the mustard seeds are independent of the vessel, and because of that, he is liable. But Rabbi Yohanan disagrees with that. Rabbi Yohanan Amar, no, Afilo even in this case, if the basket will be full of mustard seeds, batter, a person is going to be exempt. Why? We say the other thing, Almakesabar eged Egged Evidently, Rabbi Johannin maintains that the bond of a vessel is regarded as a true bond. Meaning to say that even though, as we said before, that the seeds of mustard are hanging completely outside, but since they are in a vessel, and the vessel is some of it still in inside of the private domain so because the vessel is not completely outside so we say that even the seats are still kind of connected to the vessel to the interior of the house so even regarding the seats themselves we don't look at them as being completely outside in the public domain so to sum up that's those are the two opinions do we say that the seats are in the in the in the in the, in the, in the it, independent? Do we look at the seats to be in, independent from the vessel, or we look at the seats to be still attached to the vessel and the vessel bound still inside in the house? And depending on that, he's going to be either liable or exempt. Now, the Amar Abizera, Abizera says. That's why I tried to already point out when we were doing the Mishnah in the previous page that he's going to point out to this Rabbi Zeyra, that the Mishnah itself seemingly is a little bit contrad- contradictory. And the Mishnah in a way goes against both opinions. How could that be? The Mishnah, it doesn't go 100% according to the first opinion, which is Hiskia. Why? The Ketani, because look what the Mishnah says. The second part of the Mishnah, I mean, the very last part of the Mishnah. Remember I told you that initially the Mishnah was speaking about the fruit, the produce, but then the Mishnah change and speak about the box, about the basket. So the very end of the Mishnah, if you want to take a fast look, like keep it open in the previous page, <coughs> to look at the very end of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, the person won't be liable until he takes out the entire basket. So you can infer from that Time of the cola cupa That the cause why he's gonna be liable. is only if he takes out the entire basket our ah, cola peros But by now the mission speaking about the, the basket You can infer you can deduce if he should have taken out the fruit As long as not the entire box is out he will be exempt So we see from that that the Tana maintains that the bond of the vessel is still recognized as a bond and this again chiskeh. Okay, again, do you get that? The last part of the Mishnah is speaking about the basket, not about the fruit. So the last part of the Mishnah is telling us you are liable or not depending on the basket the last part of the mishnah is ignoring the situation of the fruit so we see that from that last part of the mishnah everything depends on the basket so this follows the opinion that we follow the basket even if most of the fruits even if all of the fruits already were out some of the fruits like Most of the seeds were already out. According to the last part of the Mishnah, as long as some of the basket is still inside, the person is exempt. So we see that the fruit or the seeds inside of the basket are bound to the basket. And depending where the basket is, we look at the fruit or not. Right? So this is against his, against the first opinion. But then, the previous line of the Mishnah said, not like that. Let me continue in the Gemara. The Mishnah does not conform with the opinion of Rav Yochanan either. Why the Ketani? Because in the previous line, the Mishnah said, and even though most of the produce of the fruit it's outside in the public domain the person is going to be still exempt so the previous line of the Mishnah focused not on the basket but on the fruit Taima the raw peros, and the cause why he was going to be exempt because most of the produce was out but not completely out but from that you can deduce our kola peros. If all of the produce, meaning to say something small, like mustard seeds, would have been taken out, de Agida, Kupa, migavai. even though the vessel is still would still be a little bit inside in the house, bound to the inside of the house, nevertheless, he would be he would be liable. eged. we eventually see from the Mishnah that the bone of a vessel is not recognized as a true bond. And this is against Rabbi Yohanan. kasha. So then now the Mishnah itself is a little bit of self-contradictory. How can the Mishnah contradict itself? Do you get it? Why the last part of the Mishnah focuses on the vessel, And the previous part of the mission focuses on the produce and the fruit. You cannot have the cake and eat it at the same time. Either you tell me that the liability depends on the vessel. Or tell me that the liability depends on the fruit. Because we see opposite implications. What What causes the liability? where the vessel is holding, where the vessel is, or where the little fruit is. And it's two different um, implications. If you're telling me we're dealing with long cucumbers that go from one side to the vessel to the other, and therefore whatever happens to the vessel and whatever happens to the produce is one and the same, fine. But we can find a case at the seeds of mostar where that is not the case, that they take such a little space that even though some of the baskets are still inside, these seeds, they were in the outer, other part of the vessel, they're already hanging outside. So why the Mishnah changes from the fruit to the basket? So the Gemara is going to answer that actually both opinions can learn the Mishnah according to the own, their own way. And when it will come out, you cannot prove anything from the Mishnah. Hiskia, letame, the first opinion, Hiskia <coughs> will interpret the Mishnah according to his understanding. And then also Rabbi Yohanan, letame, and Rabbi Yohanan, will also interpret the Mishnah according to his understanding. You see, that's why learning Gemara sharpens our brains. Like a pencil sharpener, will you go out of learning mora sharper? Because it shows you shows us how to really makes people good lawyers, because it trains you how to think and how to analyze information. His Gemara is letami, so his kia will follow in the will learn in the following way. So. The last part of the Mishnah that said that he will only be liable at Cioti Escola that unless he takes the entire basket into the public domain and that would seem to go against his opinion that we go by the box, by the basket and not by the produce he would say Bamed varim he would add, so to say, some words into the Mishnah in which case did the Mishnah say that this ruling apply that we follow the basket? In a situation where the basket was full with cucumbers or, or, or gourds That is one and the same the, 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 where the basket is and where the cucumbers are Right? Because it's impossible to transfer all the cucumbers without transferring the entire basket that would be the case of the Mishnah. And on that you would say, But the Mishnah never spoke about a basket full, filled with mustard seeds. Because in that case, where the entire pieces of produce could be changed domain, even before the entire basket is out, on that case you would say, we would regard that as if somebody that already took out the entire basket, and therefore the chayyim would be liable. Okay, you get it. Welcome, anthony Good to see you. We are in page ninety-one before, in towards the end of the first column. Beravi, beravi yohanan letame, and also would learn this mishnah according to his understanding and then he has to focus on the line of the produce that that's the line that was difficult for him that when the mishnah said abal pisherov pero is that even though most of the produce is outside in the public domain he still would be exempt on that would say rabbi yohanan interpreting that line of the mishnah beloro perot and not only he's exempt when most of the produce is Sauron, and even if all of the fruit will be already outside, he can still be exempt, he can still be pater, unless he takes out the entire basket. Because according to him, we say that we follow the basket. Okay? So Anthony came in, came in and Shmuel went out. Shmuel baruch good to see you back <laughs> okay don't worry don't take it personal the computer does measuring the things okay basically <clears throat> let's move on so the Gemara is going to tell us that um who is right and who is wrong okay we're going to quote a price the price says a if a person took out a spice peddler's basket out of a private domain. So you have a basket with spices, perfumes, herbs of a salesman, peddlers. Okay. On the Al Iskupa And the very same case of the Mishnah. He placed this basket in, in the outer threshold. The one that is already lower than, than three of the public domain, and therefore is considered public domain. So says the price, I have a picture of Minimbahut, even though most of the types of the spices that are inside of the basket already hanging outside in the public domain, nevertheless, Patur, the person is exempt unless he takes the entire basket out to the public domain. So, says the Gemora, Initially, we understand from this brisa, But, that we're in a case with small bundles, rare, <clears throat> small bundles of spices. So, it's similar to the seeds of mustard when some of them are already completely hanging outside in the public domain. And why does the Bryson says that he's going to be exempt until he takes out the entire basket? So, Kasha to this is a difficulty for Hizkia, because although some of the bonds have surely already come out, nevertheless, the Tana says he is exempt as because some of the baskets is still inside. Kasha to so Omelechah Hiskia, can defend himself by telling you Ahabhemiah's Kinan, which is this case. Be we're dealing in the basket, not as you thought with small bundles of spices, rather with bundles of long stems, similar to the cucumbers, each of which spans the full interior of the basket. And therefore, even though some of the basket is hanging already in the public domain, but some of these stems, I mean, but the stems are still some of them, uh, some part of them, of, of, of all of them, but some part of them is still hanging inside. Therefore, it hasn't been a full otza, hasn't been a full taking out. In other words, according to Rabbi Yohanan, the spices in this example are like mostard, and still you are exempt. And according to Hiskia, no, the spices on this basket are like cucumbers that are hanging, hang, hanging inside some of the, some part of them is still hanging inside of the, of the private domain. Now we're gonna bring the other way around a price uh, that would prove correct Hiskia. And against you know may see rabbi are going to have kids with shabbos this is a nice not because it's nice to steal but it's a nice example so a person went in uh, in somebody's house on shabbos and he is stealing a purse okay so let me introduce to you to a principle in Hebrew, in case you wanna uh, no, it's Aramaic, in case you wanna know it because this is gonna come a lot, especially when we do Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, all that is called Kimli Bederabamine. Kimle, Bederaba mine. Kimle Bederaba mine, And that is if a person is being liable for two penalties at once. One is a monetary penalty. And one is a life capital penalty, like this case. If a person steals money, has to pay it back. But by breaking Chavez, at the same time, he's liable to death penalty. With witnesses, witnesses, we stone the guy. Without witnesses, it's cares. Hashem is going to cut off his soul, or aleinu. So there's a principle that Hashem doesn't apply two punishments, uh, yeah, two punishments for the when when the liability happen at once. So if a person is liable for death penalty and stealing at the same time, according to the Torah, because Hashem is gonna kill him, then he doesn't have to pay money. That is called Kimli beTeraMinay. We apply to him the more stringent penalty. And if he's gonna die, he doesn't have to pay money. So, this is the case. A person was stealing a purse with money on shabbos He has to pay the back the money, but he's gonna be put to death. So, says again, the price over there, Haya, he's able to pay the stolen the purse. And even though he's also liable for death penalty, how could it be? We don't apply two penalties when they happen they happen at the same time? says the braiser shavoli de Isur Shabes. Oh because the principle of King Rived Ravamine only applies if the two liabilities happen at the very same time. But in this case, uh, that's what the Gemara tried to analyze, says the pricer uh, that he had already been liable for the theft before he was liable for breaking Shabbos. This is the first case of the price. Now, the second, oh, so why? What happened over here? The person was liable of theft when he did agva. He met a Kenyan. He went into somebody's house. When he left the purse with the intent to steal it, he did a Kenyan, a Gvoe. So he already became a gonav while he was still in the private domain of the owner of the house. At that moment, he has to pay the money back, and then Ilcho Chavez, he only broke when he stepped out of the house so because the two actions didn't happen at the same time that's why he has to be liable for both things for bringing back the money and death penalty of otsa of taking the purse from private to public domain but the second case of the prajsa if instead of doing agva inside of the house if the person was dragging out the purse, then he's going to be exempt. Why? Shalay Isur Geneva, the Isur Shabbos The prohibition of theft and the breaking Shabbos came at the same time. Because instead of doing Kinyan Agva, he did Kenyan Meshicha. This is more like a Baba sea type of Gemora. Meshicha is by pulling something out from domain to domain. And we are dealing over here with the opinion that he took it to the Tsidereshus Arabim, to the pavement, to the sidewalk. According to the Tana, to the opinion that once you take from private to sidewalk, is considered change of domains into your own domain. So that's Kenyan Meshicha to the sidewalk. So your Koine, the ganav acquired the purse at the same time that he took it. And according to the opinion that Sid the ratio it's also liable from Pivot to C the ratio Again, we are speaking about the, the Tana, the sage, that considered the, the pavement that can have two things. One is good enough. To be considered the domain of the gonav, for him to do meshicha and belong to him, and nevertheless, already titeresusarabim, the payment is considered a different domain than the private house, and is of liable of taking out from domain to domain. So this is the price. Now says the Gemara. Let's contrast this brisa between hiskia and between Rabbi Yohanan, and try to see how this brisa can be understood according to both opinions. Rebim Now, if you think like Rabbi Yohanan, that Ege Klishme Ege, that we don't look at the independent items of a vessel, but we see everything is bound and connected to the vessel, so therefore, over here is a problem, because, let me read over here, as far as Shabbos, the law is concerned, we would not view the coins in the purse as having transferred until the entire purse leaves the victim's domain. Right? Even though there's coins in the purse, according to Rabbi Yohanan, everything goes by the vessel. So he didn't do a complete Tsar until he took out the entire purse. Right, but in the second case, says, "Kadim le The prohibition of the theft can be for the prohibition on shabbos. One second, I got a little bit confused now. Yes, let me tell you why, because the Gneiva, the stealing, as long as some of the coins are already hanging outside, according to Kin and Mashiach, to the acquisition by pulling, they don't depend on the rest of the purse. If you already have a 5 rand coin that is completely outside of the house, that means that the Gonab already acquired by Meshicha that 5 rand coin because he can already use it. So even though if regarding Ilho Shabbos, according to Rabbi Yohanan, you still need the entire purse to change from one domain to another, regarding ilchos atza, regarding the Allah of taking out. But the Kenyan, the acquisition of the money as a gneva, as a stealing, already happened as long as a complete coin was already been uh, pulled out to the public domain. So we see that according to Rabbi Yohanan, the Gneiva, the stealing, and the Otzah, they don't happen at the same time, even in the second case. So that goes against the brisa, because the brisa said that in the case that we were pulling out the, the purse, the Gneiva and the breaking Shabbos happen at the same time. According to Rabbi Yochan, they, they shouldn't be happening at the same time. So says the Gemara that Yohannem would, would, would answer, defending his position. If we're dealing in a case that the, that, the, that the gonav over here, that the thief took the purse out from the victim's domain by the, the mouth, the opening of the purse facing outside. Ahinami, you were right because then since the opening of the purse is facing outside as soon as one of the coins in that part of the purse is outside then technically he can just open the mouth of the purse and take out the coin and you will be right that the act of stealing would happen even before the entire purse leaves the entire domain you will write but I have and so according to Rabbi Yochanan, we have to say that this price is dealing on a very specific case. What is the case? The derech shulab, that he didn't take the purse with the opening of the purse facing outside, he took it the other way around. That the, th- the thief took the purse by its underside. So therefore, if the underside of the purse was facing outside. He cannot take out the coins until the entire purse goes out, so he can open the top of the purse and take out the money. So that's how Rabbi Yochanan would place the case that the gneiva and the Ilho happen at the same time. The Gemara questions is, Say no. Technically, it's not like that. Why? Because the bottom of the purse, there is a place of the stitching, right? And those stitchings can be just been torn. The thief, if he wants, he can just tear open the seams of the bottom of the purse and take out the coins even before the mouth of the purse. Walks out through the entire domain. Meaning to say, that was very clever, but Allah, a thief, doesn't need to be so elegant to take out the coins from the top of the purse. He can just break the bottom of the purse and take out the money. So, regarding Allah, you can say that the king and Meshicha, that the acquisition already happened even if only the back of the purse came out of the domain. Says Gemara. Mm, good point. If we would be dealing with a purse full of coins, then you're right. doesn't matter which part of the purse goes out first. But we're dealing in a case, Venasca that it wasn't filled with coins, rather with silver bars. The price of that says, that in the second case, the gneva, the theft, and the breaking Shabbos happen at the same time. According to Rabbi Yochanan, would only be in a case where the purse was full with silver bars. That is similar to the cucumbers of the Mishnah. That you can only take them out, the gneva and the Shabbos, at the same time. Says the Gemara, but hold on. Bekebandinka shenotsin. But usually a purse has some drawstring connected to the purse. And even though the, 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 the purse is outside together with the silver bars, but for sure the drawstring is still hanging inside of the domain. So then we go back to the same original problem, the transfer is not complete. Says the Gemara, mapicle adepume. So, uh, one second, no, so to, just to complete the question, we can say the mapicle adepume, we can simply say that the thief can take the purse out until the mouth crosses the, the, the domain, Veshari Veshakil, and he can remove the silver bars, the I and Gidi Megavoi, while the ends of the drawstrings are still behind the purse and are bound to the inside area of the domain. So again, according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's difficult to picture a case that you have to say that The breaking of Shabbos and the theft happen at the same time because most of the times the money or the silver can already be completely outside completely available and still the throw string something hanging inside of the domain and therefore the breaking of Shabbos hasn't completely happened so says Rabbi Yohanan can we just say that is a case the Lake not seen the bride must be dealing a situation there was no drawstring attached to the purse. And therefore, it happened at once. The gneva and the otsa. The stealing and the taking out from domain to domain. "Ma, And if you want to tell me, no, that the purse, it did have drawstring. But we have to say there was wrap around the purse And therefore everything was at the same time okay so now the Gemara is going to tell us that these two arguments between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish also happened between uh, Robe and Avaye you know what I'm, I'm seeing that it's been taking long so let's this one just finish until the next Mishnah, which is gonna be next page, because anyways, we're ahead of the game. And tomorrow night at 7 p.m. we'll carry on from the Mishnah on the other side of the page. So ju- just, just, let's just do one more page of the English until the next Mishnah is just in the next English page. Okay, the Henna, And also Rove said the very same thing. Uh, Rob and Avaye, they both now take the same positions of either Hiskia or Rabbi Yohanan. So according to Rob, going back to the Mishnah, uh, according to Rob, when the Mishnah said that as long as some of the produce is inside of the house, he's exempt, says Rob, only if the basket was full with cucumbers or gourds, that they are so long that as long as some of the basket is inside, some of the cucumbers are still inside. But if the basket had been filled with mustard seeds, he's like his care that will be high. Because even though some of the basket is still inside, you have complete seeds that are already completely entirely outside. And therefore, he would be liable for taking the seeds of the mustard from one domain to another. Al makasabar eget krilosh so evidently, Rabehoslachis, that the bond of the vessel is not recognized as a bond. Meaning to say that the fruit doesn't depend on the basket, and even though some of the basket is still hanging inside, but because some of the fruit is completely already outside, he would be liable for that fruit. And Abaye holds like Rabbi According to Abaye, even if it's full of, of mustard, he's going to be patur. Why? He holds like Rabbi Yochanan. Almekasabar eged klishme eged. Evidently, Abaye maintains that the bond of a vessel is regarded as a bond. Okay, but now the Gemara says that they both changed their opinions. In some point, they both changed parties. And Abaye became a Democrat and Robe a Republican, if you follow American news. So they changed their opinions. So now Abaye followed Hiskia and Robe follow Rabbi Yohanan. But then the Gemara said, if that is the case, now, the following teachings are difficult. Rame de Abaye de Abaye. <clears throat> then would be a contradiction between this new opinion of Abaye and Abaye's own words, and also we're going to see soon Rame de Robé de Robé. There would be a contradiction between Robé if he changed his opinion and the following opinion we're about to quote of Robé. The Itmar, it was stated moitzi is the israelis arabim if one takes produce from private domain to a public domain okay the case of the mishnah so abayamar abay is said like this depends if the person transfer the the fruit from private to public not in a basket in the hand somebody had some fruit in the hand and takes it from private to public He's gonna be liable. Okay. So uh, he's gonna be liable. So we see that we don't consider the hand bound to the rest of the body. But in a vessel in a vessel, like the case of the Mishnah, he took a vessel and some of the vessel is outside and some of the vessel is inside he's going to be exempt so we say we see from this part of the vessel he considers this so don't get confused i took me some time yesterday when i was preparing this gemora because the alaha of binding is going to be different between a hand and a vessel so avaya holds like a hand is not bound to the rest of the body even though the body is in the private, as long as the hand is outside we disconnect the hand from the rest of the body but when it comes to a vessel, a body holes, the is yes connected even the contents of the vessel are connected to the rest of the vessel and therefore as long as some of the vessel is in private domain even if most of it is in public domain, <laughs> he's still going to be exempt and Robert said that they were wrong. But Rabbi Amar, Patur, no, if he takes it out with the hand, he's going to be exempt. Why? Because Rabbi holds regarding a body, we do connect the hand with the rest of the body. So if your body is inside, even if the hand is outside, you are exempt because your hand is connected to the body. But when it comes to the vessel, he holds that even if some of the vessel is inside, like in the case of mustard seeds, if the produce was completely outside, they are not bound to the vessel, bound to the inner do- domain. Bekli Haya. So we see that we change the opinions. Abai recognized the vessels bound to the domain of origin, like uh, Rabbi Yohanan, and Ravena, like Hizkia. So, and you said previously they change opinions. Says the Gemara, you're right. Ipuch. So, in this last teaching, you have to switch their opinions to say the rob is the one that exempts in the case of the vessel, and nobody will be the one that says he's going to be liable in the case of the vessel. Now, the Gemara goes back to the case of the hand. How could it be that he said that if somebody takes out produce with the hand, he's going to be liable? if the rest of the body is still inside. Now, we're going back to Shabbos, page B. A, open your volume 1, A, 1, A, 1, A, 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 1, A, 1. To the very, very first page of Shabbos. Says the Mishneh, Vyasnan, Vashat, Vala, Vaises, Remember the four cases in the Mishnah, in the first Mishnah of the Masaka Chavez, if the householder extended his hand outside from private domain into public domain, like this. Remember? And then the ani, the poor person that was standing outside, not only ani mitoicha, when the poor man took an object from it. Or the other way around, that the poor man is the one that placed the object into the householder's hand, that went sticking outside through the window, and then the householder brought the object in. The mission of the dead cell, Snape Turin. The both parties would be exempt. Why? Because we follow the body. Now, so according to what we just learned over here, according to one opinion, if the hand is outside, the hand doesn't follow the body. So when the householder took out the object through the window, so according to that opinion that the hand doesn't follow the body, he should be liable. Why do we say he's exempt? Because the Akira was through the Ani. If you tell me no, the outside is already there, the hand is not connected to the rest of the body. That is the Kasha. So the Gemora answers, asam. Awesome. in the case of the Mishnah we're dealing, was Lemala Mishloisha, that the householder hand was higher than three Tvachim. If you go back to Pereklishan, we're going to see many answers we gave on this Mishnah. But because it's higher than three Tvachim, therefore, it's considered that it's not resting in the public domain. But oha. When Robert said that he's gonna be liable, is matter Mishlosha. Is because the hand was below three. And we always say, below three by Lavud is connected to the ground. And even though it's still in his hand, it's already con- considered that he's technically resting in the public domain. So let's stop it here today. So tomorrow, if you can, 7 p.m., we carry on from here. And we do both sides, the rest of this side, and the side B of this page. Bezat Hashem.